because it's not about worthiness. It's not about whose ideas are the originals. We're all working off of universal wisdom. December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets, and yet I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19, I felt stuck. Like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom, and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job, and... I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. One of my private clients expressed to me today this fear that was coming up around the concept of stealing. So she sent a message and she said, I have this limiting belief coming up from all this trauma I've had in the past when others have inspired me and I'm like, oh yeah, I like that idea. And then it's like, oh my gosh, am I stealing to where I'm like, I can't do a podcast program like Andrea, right? So like I deliver all of my, all of my programs through private podcast feeds. And so her fear was like, well, that's how Andrea does it. So I can't do it that way. And this was creating a limitation for her. It was, um, it was causing a comp- it was causing compromised power in her from her being able to deliver her message. And so one of the things that I said was, well, what does stealing even mean and where did that moralistic programming come from is my question. We're all building off of the universe's wisdom. It can't be stolen if it's been gifted. So the universe has gifted you with this awareness of this wisdom. The universe gifted you with the appeal to do it. The universe gifted you with even the possibility for you to be able to do it. You have access. You have um, awareness. You have appeal, which means you have energy. So when someone hands you a gift and you open your hands to receive it, it's not stolen but gifted. It's receptivity, right? And so how do we actually know when we are stealing or when we are being gifted with wisdom that's our, I want to even suggest um, if this resonates with you, uh, like a divine obligation to share. You, We go through these 
moments in life where we have the struggle and then we sort out how we're going to move through it. We come out on the other side. It's like the concept of the hero's journey. I was just talking with my new speaking coach, Allison Bird, um, earlier today around um, like the hero's journey, right? And how we use our story and this narrative to be able to create freedom for others. As we free ourselves, we free the world. I, I said, every time I start writing a book, I write, I start with this with this concept of when I free myself, I free my daughter. When I free my daughter, I free my sisters. When I free my sisters, I free my community. When I free my community, I feel I free the whole motherfucking world. And so, but it all starts with us. And in the coaching industry and the personal development industry, we're all building off of each other's wisdom, but where does that wisdom come from? And who are we to say it's even ours? Is it ours or is it channeling through us? And how do we know it's ours and how do we know it's not? So I, I'm literally just going to play my response to her after this. And I said, you'll know it's yours based off of the feeling of resonance. And then this is what I said next. I'm just going to play with, play the voice memo for you guys. So what I'm saying is, is like, it's like this wisdom is like the box that your gift is delivered in. So like what you're using is the vehicle. You're using a structure. You're using something to hold your essence. You're using something to contain and re-deliver your essence. But like what you're actually selling is your essence. It's your story. It's, it's how you've applied things. It's how you make things work for you. Like that's all you. And that's all based off of like your, your resonance with this work, your resonance with the wisdom. So we can all use the same company for our packaging. Like we can all go to boxline.com and order boxes to package up our, our products and sell them. And it doesn't really matter if we all have the same box, if we all have the same structure, if we all have the same container, like that just create, it just gives, it just gives something to hold the essence. And you know if it's yours based off of how it makes you feel in your body. If you feel power in your body around this thought, this idea, this name, this platform that you use for delivery, if it causes power, it's fucking yours. <laughs> if it feels like your power gets compromised, ask yourself, like, hmm, am I doing this because I think that this is the way or this is how I've been programmed or this is the way that I think should work? Or am I doing this because this is what my soul is guiding me to do and your body will either give power around the thought or it will take power around the thought and then you'll know if it's like your essence or not. Anyone who's copying anybody else feels a depletion of power while they do it. They're not aware of it, but they do. So the question is, is do you feel a depletion of power or an increase of power? And how do you know? So like, how does your body feel? Does your posture collapse or does your posture expand? Uh, is your head lifted or is your head down? So notice just even how your body is simply responding to the thought of this thing and, um, and asking the question, like, does this feel like resonance in my body? We all need like coolant factors in our world, right? And what I mean by that is like, you know how mom always said something and like you never really heard it until your coolant said the same thing, but she said it in her own way with her own story, right? And then all of a sudden it clicked. So like who's the coolant 
for you and who are you the cool aunt for if you're dude or whatever like it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't matter you get the you get the point but what we're ultimately looking for is we're looking for vibrational resonance and we can get it from some people and then we don't get it from others and it doesn't matter if we're all saying the same thing some people we have vibrational resonance with and other people we don't so who is going to have vibrational resonance with you and when I say resonance I mean if you look at just energy and a wave of energy, it's where the the wave of energy matches, like there's a parallel of energy there versus dissonance is simply just where, where the waves collide. And so neither one's right or wrong, it's just resonant or dissonant. It just is, right? It's like you don't look at a puzzle piece and you think, well, because I tried to put these two puzzle pieces together and they weren't almost fit, but this little corner doesn't fit it. You don't throw the one puzzle piece and say, bad puzzle piece, you suck for not fitting. You just look for the one that fits, right? You just put it back because there's a piece and a place for all the pieces in the full picture of things. And so you're going to be resonant. Your your edge is going to be resonant with one person and it may be dissonant with another and it doesn't mean either of the puzzle pieces are right or wrong. It just means that like the edge just didn't fit and that's simply it. <laughs> and the the meaning is the meaning of like badness or goodness or <clears throat> or right or wrong or whatever it doesn't matter. There's just the edges that fit and the edges that don't so that we can all create the full picture together. So where are you not saying something and like showing someone your edge in order to give them the opportunity to see if there's resonance, to see if there's fit in order for them to get a bigger piece of their picture put together. And what I'm asking you to do is to put your edges out there in order for people to see if they fit and work with them. And this is, this is even a great lesson in terms of like people saying no to us in business or people saying yes to us in business. It doesn't have anything to do with like value or worthiness. It has to do with resonance or dissonance. It has to do with like, does that puzzle piece fit my edge or not? Or is that somebody else's edge? What happens when we try to force puzzle pieces that are almost fits, but not quite? We create damage in the edges, right? Forcing things doesn't work. And so simply looking at things with all meaning taken off as resonance or dissonance or like an edge, an edge fitting or an edge not takes away so much fucking emotional suffering. And then we can put our edges out there a little bit more because it's not about worthiness. It's not about whose ideas are the originals. We're all working off of universal wisdom, We're all using our bodies to translate vibrational wisdom. And we're all building off of each other's universal wisdom. So I, there may be a million manifestations teachers out there, but the one that taught me um, how to move through this conflict that I was having with my mom years ago was Wayne Dyer because his story fit my edge. His edge and my edge were like a perfect fit. And all of a sudden there was this, um, a fuller picture came together when my edge went with his edge on the puzzle and I was able to see with more clarity. So that's what we're looking for is like, how can we put our edges out there in order to help people have fuller, more clear pictures of, of what's real, right? And so, and even taking off the conversation of even truth, 
I don't even love that word anymore. It's like usefulness. And you know, if it's useful based off of it gives you power. How does your body feel? I know my human design experts are out there are like, well, I don't have energy centers like you do, Andrea. I'm not saying you have to have a lightning bolt of energy shocking your body. Like that's how it feels for me. That's how I translate it for myself. But notice where you sense power and where you're not because we're all energetic beings. Like our whole bodies are energy. Where you feel it, how you perceive it, what it looks like could be different than mine. Who cares? Figure out what power feels like for you in your body. I know what it feels like for me. I notice that my posture collapses when I'm at a compromised power, usually when I'm having a thought that's not so useful. A thought that's rooted in like fear, anger, or shame tends to collapse my, tends to collapse power. When we are literally stealing other people's ideas, that's, um, and it's like, okay, well, this one got them to there. And so that must be the way, and that must be the way that I need to do it. And so then we go copy them. You'll notice how that feels in your body because it's rooted in fear. So therefore it's going to compromise power versus you saying, holy shit, this person just exploded this in my mind and now I understand and now they created created a fuller and more clearer picture for me and now I need to be able to translate this picture for others. That feels like power. We get to use our wisdom that we are all building off of from each other and life experiences in order to create a fuller picture for ourselves of ourselves right? So let your body be your instrument. Let your body start to muscle test things. If you guys are familiar with the concept of muscle testing, um, where like if you lift your arm up and you say, okay, my name is Andrea, my my arm is going to stay strong. But if I said, my name is Stacy, my arm is going to get weak, right? Because that's not my truth. There's no and again, like I don't even love the word truth, but there's no resonance. I have no resonance with the name Stacy, but I have resonance with the name Andrea right? You'll start to notice physically using your body as a thermometer of resonance. That's what we're looking for. Resonance, also power. When we have power, we can cause change. When we have power, we have energy to move forward. When we have energy, um, when we have power, we can create new patterns. We can take different actions. We can see things with more clarity. We can see things with more usefulness. We can cause change for others. We can move society forward, through our story, through our power, through our resonance. And the people will be drawn to you no matter what you're selling based off of your level of resonance with you, your level of resonance with your message, your level of resonance with your story. It's almost like people are going to, your visibility will increase automatically. Other people's resonance with you will be drawn. This is where people talk about magnetism. You'll like magnetism happens automatically when you're in resonance with you. When you're looking for the narrative that is the most useful, that has the most power around you, around your story, around your message, around your way, around the way that you want to do it. Whether you're using the same packaging or fucking not, it doesn't matter. Your story is always a thing that is that can't be copied because there is only one essence of you. And if you're in resonance with your own essence, with your truth, whatever truth feels like resonance for you right now, that all goes back to resonance. How does your body feel around it? Use it as a thermometer. Use it as an instrument. Use it as a tool. 
Do your eyes get softer? Do your eyes get whiter? Do you, does your posture get, does your posture collapse or does your posture expand? I talk about this a lot in my program Mantra Masterclass where I'm literally teaching you how to reframe and create new narratives of thoughts, new narratives of mantras, new narratives of ways of speaking or ways of thinking that increase power in the body. That's the whole point of that masterclass. In fact, just one of the, one of our top selling, I think it is our top selling masterclass ever. So if all you guys, if you want, just look in the link in the show notes, you guys will see the link for mantra masterclass. I'll ask Joelle to make sure that you guys get a discount code for that as well. Um, if you're listening to this podcast episode. Um, so what I'm asking you to do is simply just become an observer of yourself and how your body feels around a thought around a, uh, this will change your life. Like Do you feel power thinking about having dinner with that person? Think about coming home. Like, will you reminisce on that in a way that causes power in your body? Would it feel good to have done it? Will reminiscing cause power in your body after you've done it? Yes or no? This is using your power of imagination or visualization to decide if something would be useful to have done. To start feeling even more grounded in your choices right? Ultimately, what we're looking for is we notice how our body feels. We know how our, notice how our body responds, whether there's resonance or dissonance with the thought, with the idea, placing our attention at the end of having done it. And then we know if it's for us, if there's resonance there, it's for us. It doesn't matter if somebody else has done it in a similar way because it's all of our jobs If you're in this world, if you're in this personal development world, to be a voice for guiding humanity forward, for showing a new possible way of living, for showing a new possible way of doing things, for expanding freedom internal and external. And like we all do that through the power of story. Our story is ours. Our story is our essence. And we're just translating that for other people. And there's just no way to steal that because there's only one of you. If you guys want to go deeper on this, click the link in the show notes, um, download my mantra masterclass. It will change your life. (laughs) If you got something here for you, please share with a friend, um, my client message. And she's like, please make a podcast on this. (laughs) Uh, and so I feel like I've been just rambling a little bit for you guys, um, just based off of the conversation that I just had with her, but it felt really it felt really important to just grab the mic and share this right with um, you guys right now. And if you feel like you got something out of this, grab your phone and share it with someone else. And let's just keep using our story, using our voice, using our access, using our um, using our energy to helping people get a fuller, more clearer picture as we start to put the most resonant puzzle pieces into place. Okay, I love you guys. That was gold. Anyone else freaking out too? I'm Lorelai, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur, and I have a question for you. What if money just responded to you the same way your car does when you step on the gas, turn the steering wheel, or push the brakes? You decide and it just responds. Here's what I mean. Have you ever had the thought or something similar? I need to log in and check my bank account. And you were already stressed before you even knew what the number was, even if you knew you had plenty of money in the bank. What if you could think about your account and you felt nothing? 
It just occurred to you to check the account and that's what you did and whatever number you see feels neutral or exciting. And you notice that irrational stress that was there before was just gone. Does this happen in other places with money? That's what Andrea's blockbuster program, WAP, Wealth Alignment Patterns, is designed to change the way you think, feel, and act with money. You show up, lean back, and let Andrea whisper the language of your unconscious mind to change how you think and feel about earning, having, holding, investing, and saving money. You'll feel more in charge of your money than ever before, just like this member said. I've literally been in therapy for my entire adult life and have never cleared so much so fast. Head to the show notes to learn more and read the feedback from so many students that have already witnessed the powerful magic of love.